You are now listening to Conscientization 101, an online magazine combining reflection, music, and action through independent media. It's uh, very important to be with conscious African women and men. And I'm very excited to see Conscientization 101, to see Sister Zari there and the brother James, and uh, to see that you have started an organization to conscientize the world, especially African people about what's really going on in this world. Conscientization 101. A lot of these people right now in this conscious, so-called conscious movement, they're not actually living in that, in that lifestyle. Fakers. That's why, you know, obviously yourself, we're on the same sort of frequency. That's why you're listening to the same things I'm listening to because we're sharing that same sort of thought. We want the same sort of things and a lot of people don't want the same sort of things. Even yourself, what you're doing now is for the people. So everything is people-based. Globally conscientizing. What's making me proud of what um, this kind of connection here is that, you know... Well, no matter what is said, no matter what is done, um, you, you leave that, you leave listening to our music with a feeling. The same way we're going to leave this conversation with a feeling. And um, that is the most important thing you know, for, for I and I, the, the vibe and the energy and the feeling that you leave with. Because you might not remember every lyric, but you're going to remember the feeling. So um, that's, 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 that's really important and that's what I'm getting from what you're doing. Doing, 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 doing. Welcome. To another episode of Conscientization 101 Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Conscientization 101 podcast. I am your host and managing editor Zari Sundiata for this day's episode of Conscientization 101 podcast and today we will be concluding our two-part series entitled A Complimentary Bond, You and Me with Asabi Hawa and Rago Zulu Rebel. And as in the first part, these are only excerpts from our dialogue that we had with you and me, which includes Asabi and Rago on July 22nd, 2017, which was two and a half hours, so thus two parts. In this conclusion of our series, we explore with you and me the importance of conscientization and understanding African identity within the proper context and the development of specific songs on their critically acclaimed debut album, Folk Songs. Okay, so before we get into the show, we thought we would share with you a bit of the phenomenal work that both Asabi and Rago produce as individual artists. The impetus behind us doing this is to showcase their songs as individual artists so that if you haven't already picked up Folk Songs and you think their individual work is dope, then you already know their collective efforts are simply priceless. So without further ado, we are going to get this show on the road, but first, we gotta go back to the basics. Big bad and bossy, dark glass head wrapped like a roti. 
fat tash and a goatee If you're not the next champ, no, don't approach me I got the golden belt and the trophy Lonely at the top, I was just getting cozy Next man I only cheap imitations Please look at it closely Round that I walk slowly, it's turning home As the world around, bows down below me Bow down, show me respect like an OG Allow me to get back to the proceeds Count the beads on your rosaries Believe I got what the roads need As I count the peas, breaking keys into OZs I'll be on that next flag, OT to OG Let me take it back to the basics Back down to the foundations Every last one of them doubted I would make it Watch as I take it back to the basics Back to the basics Back down to the foundation Every last one of them doubted I would make it Watch as I take it back to the basics When I chat, I don't take it back If you feel offended, react like a maniac now maybe this or maybe that Don't like what I say Take the CD out and make it snap So no one else can play it back Don't apologise, I'll take it back to the basic facts Lay it down flat like table mat Paid in cash, now it's time to make it back Like pancake, make it stack Till it's a pocket full of wards Fat like paperbacks Take it back to Africa and gave it back To the poor, can't ignore the fact That my face is black Ever since they first claimed the map Rate the motherland and now she don't know where her baby's at But I'm faithful that the king of king's crown Can't come off like no cradle cap Let me take it back to the basics Back down to the foundations Every last one of them doubted I would make it Watch as I take it back to the basics Back to the basics Back down to the foundation Every last one of them died I would make it Watch as I take it back to the basics Receiving 
Well, if it's waving gold in my hands, your heart I'd hold. Envelope and love, a beautiful believing. Sometimes the prophets say the stars align, so let us pray. And if the darkness comes, we've got enough, so let's be brave. Angel warrior, the story your desire writes. Flames across my soul, a fire in my heart ignites. Ain't it funny how the sweetest words are said in vain? Inspired for the love, we curiously cause it pain. Ain't it funny how I opened up my heart to you? I slid in face and pouring out, I did it all for you. Hold me. Prison is the one you've made And breaking out is really safe for just a rainy day And putting pennies down but never really making change Loving someone who can never really feel the same Loving someone who could never really truly do What's best for you and what's right for you Wasted love is always given to the weaker souls I got the down decided to break up a happy home I'm not bitter, just indifferent to the goings on Meditating on the heartache just to write the song Life's a picture, doesn't matter what you're looking through Time to own it, don't miss out on what's in front of you Life's a picture, doesn't matter what you're looking through Time to own it, don't miss out on what's in front of you Hold me Not ready to let go, yeah Well, 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 the next question but it's just just wanted y'all to chime in on this in terms of kind of what we're going on what we're saying I was, i'm remember we just read this real quick quote because i think it kind of elucidates to the point what i'm what i'm trying to ask and it's from uh ayikwe ama uh 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 his books called the remembering the dismembered continent and it's uh um it was, good book. yes it's a book uh called remembering the Dismembered." Oh, good book oh yeah yeah that's right i said it there you right, go yeah, you yeah. Did. yeah there we go see i could be forgetting man i'm oh man shoot uh, and um, that was the book. That was the book that was telling me about the Mdupe, the rain. Yeah, and yeah. The there you scene. go. There you mm-hmm. go. And it has mm-hmm. to be slow and calm. There you go. Yeah, consistent. A little bit of rain all the time, as that, opposed to just a big hype up, jump up, jump up. Did, that book was real, man. Hey, man. Hey, we need to have you back on. Talk about the book. Anyway, anyway, that's all I was going. But uh, uh, Amar, he's talking to. It's a rebuttal. He's uh talking to. He wrote a letter to Chinwa Achibe because Chinwa Achibe, he's the author of Things Fall Apart. Chinwa Achibe, uh said in a conference, like, just made an offhanded comment. I read somewhere that Ayikwe Amar says, he's, says he doesn't even say he's an African writer. And, and Ayikwe Amar is like, I never said that. And, you know, and one of the things you know about Achibe's writing, um, I'm not really fond of Achibe's writing. I'll just say that right now. 
he always bigs up, you know, he's an Ebo, he's, you know, Ebo, 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 which I have no, you know, problem with it, but that's, I, I, I put my African identity before my African-American identity. But anyway, but um, this is what he said to, because he but was- You see that though? You see that he hit the nail on the head, tribalism isn't new. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not new. So last time, it, like, they're trying to, um, we're trying to talk, change this problem, and you think it comes from the thing of, like you're saying, the colonization, and the, but before the change, and we, we was already in it. It's, some of the things are just human nature. You're gonna vibe with your tribe. You're gonna vibe with your tribe until you get out. Until that becomes detrimental. That's why you gotta you gotta get out of that. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. uh, 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 this is what he. That's said. what popped down Africa in the first place. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and this is what he said. He said I, uh, he told Chibe to that comment. He said, "I am an African. I'll speak more plainly to you. I am not and never have been a tribalist." I do not take my identity from some clannish fragment of Africa's vast humanity, relegating the rest of our people to the outer fringes of a narrow psyche. Further, an African identity is not something I have lately discovered after the death of a tribalist dream closer to my heart. I was born an African, not an Iwi, uh, not a Fanta, and not an Enzima, not an Igbo. I was born straddling tribes and languages. So the that from infancy, I had an identity beyond tribes, an African identity. I am infallibly grateful, ineffably, ineffably grateful for this lucky natural fact, a Chibe, that my identity as an African came to me as a birthright, right from the basic biological facts of my being. With me, an African identity is not some desperate, saving abstraction belatedly grasped. And I like what he said there because I see a lot of people running around trying to say they're African just so they can, but they don't really want to follow that through to the its utmost political ramifications. And one of the things, when you understand the study of Africa, you understand that, you know, with before even the European transatlantic slave trade, we had the Greco-Roman invasion of Nile Valley civilization. We also had... Uh, uh, which gave you the Ptolemies, the dynasty of the Ptolemies from Alexander the Greek. I ain't saying nothing great about mm-hmm. them. And then you got the Arab invasions. And so we, what we did was we formed all these different, I don't even like to say tribes in the sense, because that's a colonial term, but different ethnic groups and ethnic nationalities. And, and we were made to forget the common one, which is African. And that's going to be the real beautiful project to come along. And so, and now you've got little Negroes trying to claim African and, and just say because they can so they can feel special. I don't claim it because I feel special. I know what I am and I got a political project. And so they but they still don't see no possibilities with Africa. You see, they just want to assert something because they hear the little white person say over here, well, I'm Irish, I'm Swedish and stuff. And then they want to say, well, I'm African. But you got to understand something. We ain't talking like we some group within the European family. That has a whole set of different ramifications. And so when I hear the song uh, 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 like um, Diaspora and stuff like that, and uh, I hear uh, 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 what what you have it throughout the song, throughout the uh, uh, album, and I would just want to know what did y'all think about how we have to move forward under this one African identity? Not to say you can't say you're from Jamaica. I'm not to say I can't say... Uh, my Af- I learned about being African first and foremost in America. But guess what? If you move here, you're gonna be an African in Texas, and you still. But what's common? What is primary is the African identity. That ethnic crap is, is the context. It's the context because enough people will know something. Other people know the same information that you know, but if they haven't got it in the right context or set up, it's like the foundations all messed up. 
there were some that I had a friend of mine and um he kind of started locking up, he was wrestling up or whatever, and he had a stepdaughter, and his stepdaughter came out one day and she was talking about wrestling. She was saying, I beg up all the Jamaican gods, and I was like, Oh, you missed the point. Just missed the point, kind of thing. But that's because no one was not talking to her. No one was not debating it with her. So this is her perception. And she goes around the Caribbean people or the Jamaican people. She notices red, gold, and green flags. She sees Celeste pictures and the drumming and makes that thing. But whereas no one is, she's just seeing things. She's inheriting it secondhand. And no one's not discussing or debating what the information is that she's seeing with it to give her the context for her to kind of get a better grasp of what she's dealing with. And a lot of people do that. And that's just the same even with people's blackness. Like a lot of times, um, um, a lot of time you want to get it from a second hand or from an external perspective and from a second hand or an external perspective. So when people are teaching you about yourself or when you don't know for yourself, then you can only go from that. Even like, um, I had this debate or discussion with someone about us being called black people. And I would say that that was a descriptive word. That's an external. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's how people have perceived it. Yeah. See, like Ethiopia, for example, being Ethiopia's land of the black faces. That's how you've been seen. That's not necessarily who you yeah. are yeah. And, or how you feel. And, and a lot of groups get labelled from where they're from. Asians, Europeans, this, that. We're the only people that were referred to as a colour before we're referred to as our that's land. Right. Where we come but then from. That, that's that's right. also, though, right. historical because people have been being perceiving us from long before other places had identity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that people have been seeing black faces since the beginning of time, or from there have been other people. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And so, where, where, where has that been the longest yeah. thing? From there's been other people, they've perceived us as black people, seeing us yeah. as, you know, you see a group of planet apes, see a monkey, oh, it's monkeys, different to me kind of thing. You see, you've seen from there's been people kind of thing, whereas other people have developed themselves after that timeline, after that fact. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry I've just jumped back in and I'm not sure what stemmed from the question but I just want to add my little two pence worth um, donate donate <laughs> um, please you know for, <laughs> for me like especially as a mother of a, of, I have a little girl she's 10 and um, like for me as a woman as a female and as, a, as an African female it's very important that I instill identity and self into yes, my child ma'am. because these people will rob her of everything they that uh, of, she is so from a very from from the moment I, she was in my womb, basically, you know, I'm I'm telling her all about herself. I'm telling her about who we are and what we are. And um, it's like when she got to school, like she has natural hair. She had um, she uh, begged me to lock her hair because I have locks, obviously. Um, she begged me to lock her hair, and I said to her that she had to get to an age where she was emotionally ready to do so because when if she doesn't want no longer want her locks then she would have to start her hair journey again because i'm not spending hours picking out the locks to so i said that to her and then she begged me solidly for a year so when she was about eight eight and a half i started her locks journey and she has beautiful locks and uh she's a beautiful child and um when i started her locks journey at school it was very interesting because people were happy to see a little uh, African child with Afro hair, Afro puffs, cane rolls, and all of that. But the minute they saw a little African child with locks, they were, had so many questions for her. And even mm. friends and family who who know me, who know what I'm about, who know that I'm a very proud African woman, and I I just resonate everything about that. Oh, you've lost her hair. Oh, are you sure about that? Mm. But. When it was me and I had locked my hair, oh, you look so beautiful. Oh, it really suits you. Oh, I can't even remember you having any other thing to do with your hair. But for a child, but to, have for a child to have to have her, her culture, it was like, oh, 
what so I but if I had relaxed her hair, if I'd put chemicals in her hair, chemicals that could burn her skin and damage her, that would have mm-hmm. been acceptable. Do you know why? That Do you know why that would have been acceptable? Because that's a submission to the state. That's yeah. a submission to all things and to yourself. And to do it at a child age is making it easier for them to to, to breed into, breed the, into system. the system. All right. So if you so, turn around and do that, you're giving yeah. the child it's almost like, Oh, you sure you want to give the child yes, that cross to bear? Exactly. That's a burden. But that's who you are. And and but and being who you are, but true. being who you yeah. are, that is a statement yes. in itself. Being who yes. you are is a burden or yes. even a it's an offense yes. to the state. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like you're making a mark in the sand. Yeah, and some people tried to take it to the step where I was forcing it upon her. And it's like, I'm sorry, but I, I have conversations with my child. No, we speak. Right. And um we have conversations and we talk things through so that we can understand what it is we're trying to get yeah. to. Mm-hmm. And my daughter is very much anytime anyone in her class says, tries to say anything derogatory about Africa and African or anything to do with the African culture, she will not have it. And she's been like that from day one. And it's because she sees me very proud of who I am. So I have to make sure that she is very proud of who she is. So she'll come home and she'll be like, oh, you know, it's so rude because they have multicultural day where people can um, basically at the school, we have certain celebrations. So we celebrate when it's um, Eid and people uh, people come in their Eid clothes, in their cultural clothes, and we have Eid parties. She said, "There's there's no day set aside for Africans to come and celebrate their culture. I said, I know, that's why you must celebrate your day every day because no one's going to give you a day and you shouldn't ask for a day. You walk and talk and be who you are so that nobody has to question anything about you. The minute they see you, the minute you open your mouth and speak to them, they know exactly who you are and what you are about, you know? So when she had, when she, when I first started the locks and they realized that I was locksing her hair, oh, can I touch it? Just started trying to touch her hair. Oh man, said, I know what that's like. Do know, not, not let anybody touch your you hair. Are you a dolly? You break a toy. That's when you go yeah. salon in the elevator. Like you a puppy or something. Them crackers yeah. always doing that crap. Yeah, uh huh. They sure do. So what? I. I uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, you know, and and I would have um like I'd have children try and like even even this week actually because I've I've got like curly red locks at the moment and I work with children and so the minute I changed my hair they all was just like oh my gosh oh my gosh and literally just trying to touch it and every single one of them I'd be very stern do not touch my hair I know, that's I'm not a toy I'm not a doll if you've just done your hair and someone touches it will you be happy with that no so do exactly. not touch my hair I know that's right they were to touch my ways man You're like boy <laughs> I know that. That's right. I, and I, I'm just, <laughs> you know? I just have to say that it is a bunch of Negroes out here. And it's kind of like what you're saying. Like, they may not say they're African, but it, they, yeah. it's, um, what did uh, um, Robert Allen say? They, they're, they're trying to capitalize on this whole being African thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. you know, you got this whole natural hair movement. Quote, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which well. is a sickening movement, okay? I, you can read, I wrote an article about it. I've already mentioned it. But and I said everything I had to say in that. But it's people promoting this idea that you can touch my hair so we can have the A petting yes. zoo. Yeah. A petting yeah, zoo. They have, they yeah, they had black women standing out there for white women to touch their hair. And I was like, now this is appalling. You know? Yeah, And then these, they, they doing this in the name of promoting a dialogue. But no, that's not what you're doing. What you're trying to do is get noticed so, so, so some white people will pick you up. And that's why why, why we got to have a dialogue with them? I don't know. I know, exactly. what, I know exactly. what you done did. Exactly. We need a dialogue with exactly. ourselves. Yes, I, don't, exactly I need right. to be, I need to learn learn about my Africans in, in Brazil. And you know what I'm saying? Even even like you're saying about a dialogue, if you really want a dialogue, just go and speak to someone. Seriously. Just have yeah, a conversation. Like, 
Go on the <laughs> that, internet. That's what I'm saying. Go you're to the bus stop. Make a name for I have a real dialogue. What you're doing. Yeah. All that's, right. That's exactly right. Hey, is that exactly when right? there's website, when there's internet, if you really as an individual had that real concern, you work with a million people from all kinds of walks of life, yeah. all kinds of cultural, ethnic backgrounds, whatever the case. Like, have a real combo. Yeah. Like, by the way, I know this might sound a bit awkward, but can I, like, I'm, I'm, do you know, have a conversation. Yeah. Over some, come, we're going to go Starbucks and have a chat. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or whatever. Have a chat. But where you're trying to do website, yeah. info, blog, yeah. filming, direct. You're trying to make direct, you, can, you can bank up and sell this for experience for nine ninety nine. They're selling yes. your lifestyle again. And back to one, what you were saying about her hair and it being the one-off or whatever the case may be and, and back to having a day. And that's back to what we're talking about, Madupe, the rain. Yes, sir. Steady rain. When it's steady rain, it's not good because it's not going anywhere. It's going to grow. It's going to cultivate. When it's the pop-up kind of thing, if, for example, she had the relaxer and did this and did this and whatever, but then came in one day with folks rocks for a week and then yeah. went away, you'd be, oh, this is lovely. Yeah, yeah exactly. But where, exactly. It, where it's consistent and where it's not going nowhere and where it is, back to what I was saying earlier about Santa Claus and all these things and whatever, yeah. it's, it's, it's foundation. You're setting a foundation yeah. from a young age of cement, which isn't going to go anywhere and you're going to cause problems later exactly. on down the line for me, exactly. or you're going to make it awkward for me because I don't want to have that real dialogue. Yeah. I want someone else to have the dialogue so I can feel okay about it, so I can raise up the, the article. Oh, by the way, I read, read this article the other day, and did, but it's where people aren't willing to deal with pink elephant in room or get yeah. to the real. Yeah. And we're so normalised into this being PC or being normal or being, yeah. as opposed to just being real. Like, this is how I actually feel. Or this is, I don't know. Or what do you think? Or instead of getting to the real crux of it, there's so much unsaid. Yeah. And one of the things I want to reiterate is like, me on a, me personally, and I you know, and I do this. I love all of my African people. This African, I don't like no Negroes. But uh, the thing about it, the thing about it is, is they I don't like them. Oh no, <laughs> they're a little bit. No, nothing but hatred, brother. But uh, but the thing, the thing is, uh, I also talk. You know, I'm one of these brothers that like, um, if some people want to have a dialogue, that's fine. I don't want to talk to none of them. Personally, yeah, because my whole yeah, thing but is, but there's enough people out there that do. So you don't have to. Yeah, I, I, what I'm saying is, where she wanted to tell the other guy to do TV magazine or whatever, if it was a sincere investigation or a sincere query, there's things that you want to know. And you work with one guy and he's got tax or he does this and da 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 da. So say, Dave. Yeah, so but, why one for that? And you're like, oh, it's this, bam, and you get on with your day. Do you exactly. know what I mean? If it was real, you really wanted to know that because Ben is that. Why you want to turn around and get NBC there? Exactly. And get QBS make, there. Make and get and, and, YouTube and, videos with a, with this gimmick. You know? and, yeah, and, the, yeah, and get Puffy yeah. to do the soundtrack. Yeah, and get right. and get and get and get um, Teddy Riley to play the keys. Exactly. And you know, right? It, it, because, oh man. But the thing about it is, my whole thing is this. I you know I I, I work with different people of all nationalities. You know what I'm saying? I respect individuals and stuff like yeah. that, but I know people's. I know the uh, my my relationship with certain individuals, not the history of 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 a history of uh, a whole people. And I will say yeah. this: it's certain things I'll never. I don't care if they never. They're not gonna dialogue with me. I don't care if we are cool, whatever. That's just me, personally. Yeah, but they, they know the boundaries of their relationship. Exactly with me, but that makes sense. Exactly. And my whole thing is, I want to die. If I'm gonna dialogue with anybody, dialogue to me means you talking to Bill, and I only want to do that with my people because. We up against it, like for instance, you got, you got more more pressing things to talk about. Yeah, because I mean we're all over the world, and like I and like you know what I said when we 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 learned about you know your music and other people, you know, and reading all this stuff that we you know know about our people, you know, you've lost a lot of stuff. So when you say the motherland don't know where her baby's at, that's that's a real. If you really look into that line, we've lost so much and we have so much to regain. Yeah. Why the hell am I? I need to learn stuff about the experience over there. Why do I? 
who am I an expert to go tell some white person what do I want? What am I want out of that? I don't want nothing out of it. Mm. And my whole thing mm. about it is like this: just like y'all, what uh, sister Sabi, what you describe, we felt that in our heart. What Rago, you say we felt that in our heart. That's the one light vibration of Africa. Not no uh, African American. Not not no black Brit. Whatever the hell that is. Uh, it's African people. And because here's the thing. Just like uh, I was reading a book about, you know, Ghana and stuff like that, you know, the slave castles, Elmina and all that stuff, you know, they turned it into, I know under Rollins, they turned, that's in, in Ghana, y'all. Uh, they made it, uh, can you hear me? Okay. And they turned it into like a neoliberal, like tourist type site and stuff like that. So, you know, the thing is, I'm saying is, if all of us as African people should feel that their family got lost in the trade. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And just yeah. like this, and I'll say it like this, if, if, if enough of us don't feel it on the continent and enough of us, of us don't understand because of brainwash, colonial education, yeah. that when they raided us and stole us, they set that Berlin conference and co colonialism on us back home. We just got mm -hmm. it first and then we lost that because I don't, I've never heard one Jew, now I'm not privy to the inner workings of their group, but that, mm -hmm. I never hear them say that the Jewish Holocaust happened to the German Jews. Yeah. They say it happened mm, to Jewish yeah. people. So when, exactly. we, when we say that the slavery and colonialism, I feel what they did mm -hmm. to Dadon Kamate and the Mau Mau. That's why they don't like your daughter's locks. Because they see Dadon Kamate and they kick the British down. ass. I wrote that down. The <laughs> British got a long history because dreadlocks came from the fact that they saw Dadon come in there with his hair like yeah. that and they called it dreadlocks. Dread, That's dread. where it come from. And they call me they dread got that devil long whatever. History. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. And even if the, yeah. even if the average yeah. one don't know they they all got that cultural history, that cultural memory. Sure. That's where it comes and from. And we're going to yeah. have Zeus yeah. versus Ogun. That's what we're going to have. <laughs> yeah. Ogun, not even, I wouldn't even take, take this shit on pay-per-view, man. That's not even, that's a first-round knockout, man. That's how Mike Tyson, all you got to do is eat, 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 and see. You know? Get cannabis to come and wrap him in on the way in the ring. <laughs> yeah. That made me think of that old video, man. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Run a hundred miles and saw sand. Oh, I I was gonna say that that that's the long history because the British remember the mile mile, and then also when you were talking about people who just say they're African, I was also gonna say that that is a niche also for these black power pimps to say that they're African. Yes, and then and they can sell these tickets and make this money, whatever the heck they're doing now. I don't even know. But that's that's also one thing. And when they call us black, that's to say, and they don't call us African, that's to separate us from Africa. Because I don't know if yes, I told this story exactly. on this podcast before, but it was this guy, and he was Jewish at my one of my old jobs. And I and he said something, and I said, well, I, I could be from Ethiopia. I don't, you know, I don't know. Oh, well, you, you've been here so long. You're American now. You know, Whoa. but he was still Jewish. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and Americanism oh, yeah. is an yeah. ideology. It's, <laughs> yeah. not, it's an ideology. Uh -huh. It's a box. Mm -hmm. It's a box. Yes. It's exactly. a box. It's a box that you put yourself in. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was talking to you earlier about that conditioning in the 50s to make everyone. And that's when the whole communism yes. thing was it was we and they, mm -hmm. us right. and them. Mm -hmm. It was separating you from being a human being yeah. to those people there that are a threat to our resources over here yeah. and us over there, the tribalism mm -hmm. psychology. You know? Yeah. Yep. Exactly right. Exactly. 
And all that does is give you the Munchausen syndrome or whatever it's called when you yeah. love your oppressor. You love Stockholm. you love the, Stockholm, key, yeah. the Stockholm syndrome, yeah, where you love that key holder to your box because oh, if I wasn't in this box, they would have got me. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and you'd be living bad. You'd be it's, living bad in poverty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And nobody and no and the thing about it, no group, nobody comes to we always talk about, well, look at Beyonce. Well, damn, Beyonce ain't don't even look black. Like an African no more. She looks yeah, like seriously. a seriously. She a creature. Yeah, she so many creature. times you see her on the cover and you think it's a white woman until you, you re- recognize <laughs> the face. Beyonce, and it's like, oh. Beyonce ain't black no more. She's OJ. She's OJ. <laughs> She's she's advertising hair products that have nothing like that have nothing to do with the wig that she's put in her head. Beyonce yes. is OJ status now, yeah. She ain't black no more exactly. until she catches a body. Exactly. And some some blood on the bronco. Right. Yeah. When Solange goes buck wild again, and know, then she got to go film with Louise, then know, she'll be black again. You know. Every corner, every mother brethren, and every door to the glory of the kings it resonates within your aura. Your story starts before the Bibles, Quran's a Torah. Smile, you're a child of a Oha diaspora. Sometimes she cried the Western world, try ignore her. Wouldn't be nowhere today if it wasn't for her diaspora. to talk about the two songs because I'm telling you if heaven was a mile away sometimes I would have packed up these bags too you took my question oh, I'm sorry that's your question that is your my bad go ahead that's, go ahead that's it, well, we just wanted you can really you could have finished it but it doesn't matter we wanted y'all to talk about because like I said we, we love the whole album but um, The Bond and Heaven those are two songs that we wanted y'all to talk about from the album like what what was that? What's those about? Okay, so the bond is um, written about someone we we met and we got to know. Uh, so uh, Rago and I every year we do um, a project with a company called Upress, and what Upress does is they look at a vulnerable group in society. Um, say it's uh, homeless people or um, 
people labelled ex-offenders or people labelled immigrants, migrants and refugees. Um, they get people to voluntarily join the project and those people then get partnered with an artist, be it a poet, singer, MC, rapper, whatever. Um, they tell us their story and we turn their story into a piece. Um, so the young man that we spoke about at, in the bond, um, he told us his story and we came up with the idea of telling his story through um, the, the three most important women in his life. Because as he told us his story, well, he told me his story and um, it just kind of seemed like um, he went through different stages in his life and um, they related to the particular woman in his life at that time. So um, in the bond, we talk about um, his mother, we talk about his ex-partner and we talk about his grandmother. Mm -hmm. He didn't have um, a mother a child relationship with his mother. He had that with like his grandmother yeah. as opposed to his ex. And obviously that will have a knock-on effect on a child. You know, if you don't have that, that nurturing um, maternal relationship from day one with the person who gave birth to you, no matter who else tries to give you that kind of relationship, you're still going to be lacking because you're still going to have it in the back of your mind that, oh, I wasn't good enough or they didn't want me or they didn't love me enough and all of that. Mm. Um, so we start off with that relationship there where he had this female who maybe to him, she didn't love him enough to, to, to play that role that she should have. Mm. Um, then the second part of it is his partner. What kind of man is he to her? What kind of woman is she to him? Is she inspiration or is she just decoration, you know? Mm. And um, it's kind of his journey through that part of his life and recognising um, what he lacked, what he didn't do, what he could have done and what he did do. And then it comes full circle going to his grandmother, who was the only female to be the real root in his life. And it talks about just um, him recognising that he has to go back to the lessons that his grandmother taught him when he was young, that he didn't pay enough mind to at the time and he didn't carry the weight of at the time because he was too busy um, distracting himself with the fact that he didn't have that relationship with his mother. He wasn't having successful relationships with with, with his female counterparts. Um, and so the bond is just talking about, when we say the bond, we're talking about those three bonds specifically that you have, you know, your 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 mother, your 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 female inspiration and spirit, and your partner in life, you know, and the strength of those bonds and and the energy that you get from those bonds and whether or not they are um, productive for you or detrimental to what you're trying to do with your life. Um, and then heaven, I go. Would you like to take heaven? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, do you know what? I absolutely love Heaven. Oh, um, I do too. It's, it's... That's the Peppermint <laughs> song right there. <laughs> I absolutely love singing it. When I sing it, I go into a ne I go into a next place. I meditate when I sing that song. Yeah, that's um, a nice song. Yeah. Um, as well, with it being folk songs, I, um, a lot of time we kind of put this thing on. It has to be like some old time song, or maybe it's got to be some old Negro spiritual, or maybe it's got to be a Bob Dylan song, or I don't know what the kind of thing. But there's this thing on like. No, this thing on time and it being old and it has to be, but like folk songs were songs that told like like 
what people are going through or where people are at it's or the whatever. Current culture, the current yeah, culture. kind of thing. You and know? so it's bringing that modern day kind of folk song. So Nas is one of the writers of our time. He's one of the yeah, people that turn around and yeah, like if you, and especially you see like why they kind of like we said to you lifestyles and they tried to sell you like and pin you to one side or the other. So like for our generation, it was Nas or Jay. You know what I mean? If the all the man that was on this money thing, on this hustling thing, on this on this kind of more the capitalistic kind of aspect, you went over with the Jay Z thing kind of thing, and then all the man that was kind of a bit more about thinking philosophy, the world, or whatever. Even in the names, Jay Z, Jazzy, like Nas, Nazir, it says it all. Like if you go back a generation, it was um, Rakim and maybe someone like uh, um, Slick Rick or something. Do you know what I mean? And they always will put the um, pin the two against each other do you know what i mean there'll be some kind of battle it wasn't even slick rick who was it is it rahim and and i'll be um cool uh, uh big daddy kane mm-hmm. yeah do you know what i mean big daddy mm-hmm. kane the player the lover the da 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 rahim the god mc and so it's that same kind of pinning people against the two opposites or you know when you've got the power rangers you'll get one that's that way one that's that way one that's that way they're always selling you an aspect so you can feel comfortable to relate to it no matter who you are and on one level or another, you know, you've got two ends of the spectrum. Uh-huh. So um, with Nas kind of representing for that aspect, um, that God MC, that spiritual, that that something like that, we wanted to bring him through kind of thing. And like one of the other songs that we did, not step away from the question, but was the Mellow Mood. That was Bob Marley. Then we did another one, um, Gregory Isaacs. Um, what was that? Sunday, Sunday morning. morning. Do you know what I mean? So it's from different angles of what this folk thing is. And we kind of just brought it down. Like nothing won't know those songs. And so they now live on in other people's perspective or people that don't like rap music or people that don't like reggae music. It's just switching up the context a bit, mm-hmm. but kind of giving it to you in a different style, I suppose. And I think everyone can relate to the Heaven Chorus because at some point or other, you go back to that feeling of like, oh, I just I need to get away from all yep. of this. This yeah. is not for me. Yes. Or, you know? <laughs> So that that feeling always will forever resonate with people. Yeah. And then um, obviously, you know, say like with it being a Ras and the Trod and just write my music, you always see me talking about on the road to Zion. Well, I'm not going to Palestine, am I? Do you know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> and even if I did, I'm not trying to go there and set up because really, that's North Africa. So that's not the problem. But what I'm saying is, is it's not, you know, it's a consistent thing of how do we get there? How do we get kind of thing? We're close, we're trodden. We've been on the road to Zion, we're almost there, but how do we get there? And if it is a mile away, what is it that we need to do to kind of cut our mm. ties to this? Yes. Whether it be the physical place or whether it be the had, what is it that you need to do? Mm-hmm. So if it's just a ride away, just a bus ride away, I'd move now, isn't it? But mm-hmm. what do I have to do? You know, yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of people want their pie in the sky. They want to turn around and die and go to heaven, but they don't want to die, you know? So right. it's, yeah. it's a balance of all these kind of ideologies and perspectives, but and it's also what does heaven mean to you? Because yeah. it may not just be on the spiritual plane. It, you, you know, might want it now. Yeah. You know, yeah. How like, do you build okay, it? heaven to you may be a content life, but then how are you getting to that content life? You know, are you str- is, is it through your career? Is it through your family? Is it like what does heaven mean to you? And then once you achieve it, how do you protect it? How do you yeah. save that? How that, do you balance yes, that? You know yes, what I mean, you turn yes. around and you hit your utopia, you're in Zen. And then you're like, and you know, you're living this vegan, free, peace and love life and whatever. And it's all happy and everyone you're dealing with. And then you see your neighbor and he's just mad and he's sucking on a pork chop and he's got his, he's a butcher and all these kind of things that are having a complete <laughs> adverse effect on your life. Do you know what I mean? When you're trying to live your, your little free and vegan life and he's cutting up your, I don't know, your cat and feeding it in a hot dog to his, 
an angry pit bull. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then how did you and you approach him with your where you were going with that, with you, that but you you approach him with your peace and love perspective, like, hey, excuse me, mate, I think it's kind of a bit rude and aggressive that for you to kind of kill my cat and feed it to a dog, and then he's like, sick, get him. Do you know what I mean? How do you peace and love is not working then? So what makes you how far can you go with turning the other cheek? You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's yeah, I that's definitely very uh visceral description right there, right? No, I keep imagining. Yeah, but just 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 the thing of it being a mile away, do you know what I mean? Like right, yeah, you could be almost there. You just set everything up, you put your favorite series or whatever the case may be, set up, you've got your you recline a chair set up and you've got your chairs and your sofa and you've got your popcorn and you're just about to sit down, you put your bum in the chair and ah, and then ding dong and heaven's a mile away. Do you know what I mean? There's some kind of distraction or something to, there's always a temptation or something to bring you back, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think also uh, when I listen to the song, like I said, how you, uh, the your, if heaven was a mile away, I can't do, man, I just, I was driving, it was hot as hell the other day. I was like, damn, it sure was. I go real, get me. hell is outside. Uh, hell is outside. It was, <laughs> and then, Rago, you come on, you go, burning a Babylon. It's like the arrangement is so, so like, it's just, it's, it's, it's transcendental or something like that, right? And the reason why I like what you said, Asabi, in terms of like, heaven is what it means to uh, uh, you and like to, on my only conception of heaven that I that I've conceived in my lifetime that I understand is like I understand that it has to be I like um the saying the beautiful ones are not yet born are equal in my like the beautiful one represent Osiris then I don't think the beautiful ones are yet born in terms of like we're gonna build what we need and I see it in my lifetime but I'm okay with that yeah. as long as you know we can set the foundations because for what. Yeah. Is gonna be an Africa that I'm not even going. I'm working on that I can't even see. I don't see no heaven. I don't want to want this European heaven where I'm just sitting up doing good. I don't see no yeah. heaven without us, without our people as a whole. And mm-hmm. when you realize, I, I was talking to Zardy about this the other day. If you've studied the history of our people, I'm more optimistic than I am pessimistic in the sense that even though he was a sellout, Negro, lick spittle, neo colonial, butt licking chump. Zionist Who? Barack Obama, um, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Barrio, yeah, Barrio, Barrio, that Barrio that wasn't from the Barrio, <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. You think about all that 19th century solidified racial propaganda that they solidified with our defeat back home uh, uh, when they finished off the Ashanti Wars and stuff like that, and then at the end, same 20th, 20, uh, 21st century beginning, they had to put that Negro in there just to calm us down. Just to mm-hmm. calm us down, just to pacify, to, to pacify yeah. us. The dummy. There you go. To the think, dummy. To always go, baby. think. Oh. Because we're their greatest natural resource. The thing is, yeah. we don't apply that stuff. We don't apply all what we believe is our greatest resource to ourselves. But see, that's exactly. o- that's okay because as long as we got people like y'all, we work heaven to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is we working this stuff out, and I'll be dead, and I won't even see it. But I know. There's going to be some children coming after me that's going to bust them. You see? James. Yes. Two things, yeah? Someone once said that um, there's a man sitting in the the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Yes. And Pat said, uh, boom, Um, he might not change the world, but he's going to spark the... Be the The ignition to spark it. And so if you don't lay that brick, if you don't put your kid on the bus... Him to, you might even live to survive it, like someone surviving in a war. You might even live to see. But if you don't put them on the bus, if you don't um, turn around and, um, and and put the wheel on the 
vehicle and put something in the petrol and or push roll them down the hill, heaven ain't gonna be a mile away. It's ten thousand miles away, <laughs> kind of thing. So it's for you to turn around and make that first step yes. so that they can get there. And then a mile's a long way, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. we just take it for granted because we got car and car exactly. and horse and and all these things or whatever. But you know. And a lot can happen when you only take two steps. So all right. <laughs> so go. just for you to set that two yeah. steps because even that as well, you can walk a mile in the wrong direction. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And there you go. And it's it's funny because just like I remember a conversation we had with uh Y two C eighty seven. He has said like, oh, yeah, he has said like we're not even supposed to be having this conversation. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you understand me? We're family. Yeah. Do you understand we're family? Like y'all mm-hmm. are, are like. That's why when you encounter another African, you can't. You gotta mm-hmm. be careful. What you, that is your family, yeah, not this. Because they scattered. They so scattered. Much. Do you yeah, understand you what I'm <laughs> like? When they say, "Well, this," they stole brothers, sisters, aunties, grandmas. We are, and they yeah, never yeah. intended for us to talk again. But once exactly. we get the conversation started, well, that's why I like the, the your beautiful ethereal peppermint voice singing diaspora, because we gotta understand. <laughs> We have a diaspora on the continent as well because they pushed us out of North yeah. Africa. They pushed us. We always exactly. talk about Kemet, but we don't ever want to talk about who's in Kemet right now. And, mm. the, mm-hmm. and that don't mean I ain't got no uh, uh, sympathy for what the Zionists mm-hmm. is doing to the Palestinians. But I know what the Zionists yeah. is doing to us as well. What they did in South Africa, what, what they're doing in Congo, what they still doing. What they've been but, doing. But they've been doing. But the, but but the thing is, we still got to talk about what they're doing to our people in Mauritania. Do you see? Mm. But when we don't when we don't see the I and I, right? Then then heaven mm. for me, I don't see no heaven. Me sitting up with a bunch of chicken and whatever and eating good or whatever the hell some Negroes eating chicken and watermelon. What chicken watermelon with with Beyonce looking like a white woman? All right, that's yeah. some people's heaven. Yeah. All right, they want them. They want Becky. Okay. <laughs> for real. Uh, Heaven was a mile away Would I pack up my bags And leave this world behind If heaven was a mile away Or save it all for you If heaven was a mile away Would I fill the tank up with gas And be out the front door in a flash Before we consider me This hell with you It ain't you, it's the things you do Tearing my heart in two Would have felt you To hell with you If heaven was a mile away Just one bus ride away Pack my bags, catch the first flight today Born in a Babylon where the sky's always grey R.I.P. to all those who D.O.A. Left here to handle, still will be okay Every day our loved ones are passing away Talk of the afterlife can't really say The soul is forever but flesh will decay If heaven was a mile away Would I pack up my bags and leave this world behind Heaven was a mile away Or save it all for you If heaven was a mile away Would I fill my tank up with gas and be out the front door in a flash Before we considering this hell with you It ain't you, it's the things you do The 
gotta leave it and that is the conclusion of our series a complimentary bond you and me asabi hawa and rago zulu rebel but remember these are just excerpts from part two so if you want to listen to this dialogue in its entirety all you have to do is go to our store there you will have access not only to this particular interview but to all of c101's unabridged interviews musical commentaries and merchandise And most importantly, you will be supporting 100% independent media. We promise you, just as with all of our unabridged interviews, the podcast was just the tip of the iceberg. We touch on so much more, so you definitely want to get part two of this unabridged interview series from you and me, where in addition to what you just heard, we discuss how the environment, climate, politics, etc. affects culture and music, and how Western society encourages immaturity. So we know you want to finish hearing what you and me had to say. This episode has featured sounds from Conscientization 101, Decolonize This, Properly Defining Settlers, Part 1 from our musical commentaries collection, Rego Zulu Rebel, Back to Basics, from his album I Walk Alone, Asabi Howard, 
Hold Me Slow Version from her SoundCloud page. You and Me, Diaspora, and Heaven from their Folk Songs album. Okay, so thanks again to Sister Sabi and Brother Rago for taking their time to dialogue with us and for more info on Asabi and Rego as artists, as well as their collaborative projects as you and me, check out these social media and affiliated websites. You and me Instagram at you and me underscore 2014. For Asabi Hawa, her Twitter is at Asabi underscore Hawa. Her Instagram is at Asabi underscore Hawa underscore music Facebook is Asabi Hawa and her website is asabi-hawa.com and on SoundCloud just search for Asabi Hawa for Rago Zulu Rebel his Twitter is at Rago Zulu Rebel his Instagram at Rago Zulu Rebel and at Rago Zulu Rebel promo his Facebook is Rago Zulu Rebel and his website is ragozulurebel.com and his Bandcamp page, just search for Rago Zulu Rebel. And on his SoundCloud, search for Rago Zulu Rebel. Links for music featured in this episode and for social media and affiliated websites for you and me, Asabi and Rago, are available in our show notes. And don't forget, when you visit us at conscientization101.com or c101magazine.com, sign up to our mailing list for exclusive information and downloads, and also hit up our store, Support 100% Independent Media. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at ConCien1, that's C-O-N-S-C-I-E-N, the number one, on Facebook at Conscientization 101 and Instagram at C101 Editors. So we will see you guys next time and we will be serving up inclement weather for you on our next episode. But not to worry, we are only destroying to rebuild so it will definitely be a revival. We are out. Peace. Peace.